Hello and welcome to EastEnders Weekly, your one and only weekly podcast all about EastEnders. This week we'll be discussing episodes from the 21st to the 25th of May. Now things are a bit different this week, aren't they? Yes, due to um, commitments commitments of holiday. Yeah, basically we're going away for a little bit um, in between this recording and the next recording. So we've decided to record it in periods. Different order. Different yes. order in different periods. So, so we're just on edge of our seat as everyone else. We are. So today we're recording after seeing the Monday and Tuesday episode. Yes, we are. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, and so we are basically left with a big cliffhanger, which we will talk about in a moment. But yes, first we... of all, we're going to talk about the other story that's mm. kind of come up. It's a big week this week, isn't it? Yeah, they really, they really pulled out the shots this week. They waited for us to go away. I know. They waited for us to go on holiday for them to then start really pumping up. So did you want to talk about the Slaters and Haley's situation um, for this week so far. Absolutely. So we saw Haley waking up on Monday's episode from uh, a bit of a drinking, one can presume a drinking binge the night before. Mm. She woke yes, up and a she bottle of vodka, wasn't there? Well, a half drunk bottle of vodka and, it, and she'd gone out as well prior to having drunk that vodka. She got woken up by uh, one of the many daughters. Lily. Yeah, of, uh, <laughs> Lily seems to be um, quite fond of Haley. Yeah, she's... After yelling at her about coming on the swings. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's like um, It's like a... A dog. Dogs only go to dogs that uh, to humans who are scared of them. So mm, perhaps true. she's scared of Haley, and so he wants to keep going up to her and being. Friendly. She sees herself in Haley. Her future, her future self. That's right. <laughs> I doubt Stacy would be very pleased with that outcome, though. No, no, not a fan. <laughs> so it's also the wedding day. So a lot of people are celebrating on this episode, the royal wedding. Yeah. So um, really, the the, the center of the whole plot is that uh it's the harry and Meghan wedding mm. which uh so so you so you know this is being this is happening on the weekend this is this because uh this week we know is going to be two days so mm-hmm. this is the saturday and then the uh, the fallout on the sunday and everyone wants to go to the vic so they're having like a big big wedding party they are so everyone is all, pretty much most of the main cast are already at the vic um, stacy's not though well, she none, wants to stay home, doesn't she? Well, none of the Slaters have made it to the Vic just yet <laughs> because they're still um, trying to organise themselves to get ready. I know. And uh, Jean and Mo are getting a bit itchy because they want to get good seats. Mm. But you know they're going to be guaranteed good seats. Yeah. And Haley doesn't want to go. She's not in the mood. Well, Haley's not in the mood, but um, Jean's like, come on, you need a bit of cheering up. <laughs> Let's go and do what you did last night and get drunk down yeah. the pub. And um, they even offer for her to stay home with boring Stacey, don't they? Because she's sat at home babysitting. And we do find out later that um, there is a reason why Stacey wanted to stay at home. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, well Stacey, Stacey just said she, she was going to stay at home and babysit because they, first of all, she, um, Hayley said she would stay at home. Mm. But Stacey convinced her that she should go out and she'll stay at home. And uh, so she, they, they all do. They all do. Go, go, they all go to the pub together. But uh, yes, we find out that Stacey stayed at home because she was having a wedding of her own. Yeah, she was having a royal wedding with... With Martin, hosted by Lily. Yes. Well, Martin was mar- is marrying um, Lily. <laughs> Lily? Yeah. Is that's, he? That's what happens in the episode. No, she, no Lily was doing the wedding for him. Inst- really? Oh, Martin was weird. marrying Lily and the page boy was um, Arthur. Arthur. That's really creepy. Yeah, I, I s- thought it was the other way around. No, I oh. said to you, this is a really 
creepy yeah, weather. That is creepy. So, um, so he he t- he was hiding behind the sofa the whole time. Yeah. So when Haley was, was he asleep, behind the sofa when Haley was asleep? That's what I mean. When Haley woke up and knocked over the vodka and and all the ki- and all the uh, slaters were kind of talking to Haley. That Martin was hiding, holding on under his breath, just quietly. <laughs> Sneaking around without That's anyone knowing. So he kind of popped out the sofa uh, from behind the sofa as well. I was like, hi, kids. <laughs> and it was like, oh, dear. Now mm. you're about to marry your daughter or your stepdaughter. And um, Kat and Mo were sneaking in quite a few bottles. Well, yes. In that um, handbag. I, I don't think Kat and... I don't think the Slaters, to be honest with you, were the only guilty party no. in that respect. I think the Taylors may have um, had some... Uh, yeah, Mo, she too. had two bottles of vodka and a bottle of rum. Yeah, but let alone what Cat had as well. well and so. a bottle of wine. They were putting oh, yeah, a bottle wine. of wine in there. And um, uh, the tailors had brought because the, the Karen had all, had um, wanted to have a party at her own house. Mm. But um, during a ruckus with Keegan, she um, knocked over the TV, and so they had to go to the pub to watch the uh, wedding as well. Mm. And she brought Snuck a buffet. She brought her own buffet with her. <laughs> so she had like uh, sausage rolls and Scotch eggs. Sadly, not made by halfway. No, not the big not giant the big ones, ones. You the see, big juicy ones. But they're not called Scotch eggs, are they? If they're the little ones, they're called savoury eggs. Oh, are they? I think trademarked by the Scots. <laughs> so, um, Haley is sort of at the vic of everyone. Karen and Kat seem to be bonding over drink, which is good. Yeah, later on we see they're mm. they're, they're quite um a bit more firm friends but, once they've um, had a few drinks. Yeah, inside but Haley's really not having. She wants to have an alcohol free day by the looks of it. Well, she's in the toilet and she is looking a bit tired, I suppose, a bit drawn. And she she looks at her hands and she sees that her hands are shaking. So mm. she's got withdrawal, presumably from from the alcohol. Not the, yeah, from not having the drink. <laughs> not in her blood system. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just pure alcohol in her blood, and. She, she does look particularly rough this week. She does look rough. and um, Even for her. <laughs> well, Dee walks in and basically starts, while well, she, goes, she goes into the cubicle and starts talking to Haley, saying, I know you guys, you all be, bought your own drink and you mm. snuck it in. And she carries on talking, even though Haley has left the, uh, left the toilet. Yeah. And um, there's, it's, there's a bit when she's like, hello? I'll talk to myself, shall I? And uh, yeah, so Haley goes out and um, she had asked for just um, a, a, like a soft drink, a lemonade mm. or a Coke or something. And um, when she sat down, she took a sip and she spits it back into the glass and she realises the cat has spiked her drink. Mm. And she's not very happy about that. She probably put like a triple shot in, to be fair. Well, it probably wasn't very subtle. A Slater measure. <laughs> they were pouring them in. There's there's pub measurements, there's home measurements, and then there's a Slater measurement. And that's literally... <laughs> half a, a bottle. Yeah, half a bottle of vodka. <laughs> and that's 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 meagre in Big Mo's world. <laughs> but yeah, so she um got quite angry with Kat about this. She was sort of... They're trying to peer pressure her into the drinking. She I know, it was a bit it. naughty, to be honest with you. It's like you, That's, mm, that's it's spiking weird. a drink. You would have thought they wanted to save as much alcohol for themselves, not give it to Haley. Well, no, they wanted everyone to have a good... Well, they were sharing the drinks with um, Karen later on well, yeah. and half the, half the <laughs> pub. But, I mean, first of all, the way that Big Mo had got the alcohol was suspe- suspicious to begin with. Because mm. um, Jean, Did I think, asked... Did they steal it from E20 or the Vic? I, I say it was E20. Mm. They seem to always steal alcohol from E20. Mel stock keeping. I suppose it is Billy and... Yeah, but um, Kat stole that load of gin from the Vic and gave it to E20, like, last week. Well, yes. They seem so, to be just circling the yeah. alcohol around in one big, <laughs> one big circle. Professional stealers. Yeah. This all equated in a drink throw. Haley's had a few of these so far, actually. She has. She's mm. got. She's got. She's got it down now. Mm. She she got it right square in Cat's face. <laughs> and if you notice, Cat did the old trick of keeping her mouth open, so she was able to get oh, some. Yeah, get always some. keep your mouth open. If you've upset someone and they throw a drink in your face, keep your mouth open. It's an old wives' tale, but it's true. And you always make sure you get a little bit of the uh, alcohol just to mm. 
just to make it better. <laughs> so um, she stormed out of the Vic and sort of went on her own little storyline from here. She did. So this is when really... On location. It was. Well, on location Itch. for some of it. Yeah. And then they used their old uh, tube station set again. <laughs> they love that tube. They must have they must have put some money into that set because they mm. use it a lot. But... um. It was it was much bigger this time that set it was much more extensive like before you just saw one side of the the train but this time you saw the full you almost saw yeah, in and out as well in a, yeah in and out guards mm. many many extras they pushed yes. they pushed the money envelope on this episode yeah so Haley's storyline is kind of showing what the true darker side of living on the streets I guess this is a way that some people spend their nights on the tube isn't it yeah so I suppose it was going down the moral high ground again but I think the main story they were really trying to portray here was um what Haley's journey into making the ultimate decision that she makes at the end Mm. which you're still not sure was was a big revelation wasn't there there was a big well the biggest the biggest revelation was at the end of Monday's episode Mm. where she is in this public toilet and she's unwrapping her her stomach which you learn she's done to kind of push in the bump that she has as she's now pregnant. Mm. Um, I wondered if they were doing a like anorexia storyline when I saw that. Why made you say that? Because she like wrapped her tummy up trying to make her look thin or something. Do you do that if you've anorexia? Don't know. Do you do that if you're pregnant? <laughs> well, no, well, no, you do. <laughs> I've, if never you hide of, it. I've never heard of someone doing that when they want to hide it. Well, but you, I just thought, oh, what are they? What are they doing here? Some, some f- things went through my mind. Well, the, was the uh, film "Girls Don't Cry," isn't it? She oh, she wasn't pregnant. She but she wanted to cover that she was a female, mm. so she pushed in by yeah. tightly bandaging herself. So it's the same kind of principle, I suppose. If you mm. want to hide something on your body, bandage but it up. You're not really hiding anything with anorexia. You're kind of you're doing it on purpose for mm. so you. But like some people do it so they sweat more and lose weight. I thought it might. Well, that's like, cling film. Yeah, but I, you, oh, I was just literally <laughs> half a second. <laughs> I thought, oh, what are they doing? I thought maybe that's it. But no, she was pregnant. Because that happens in the full Monty, doesn't it? Yes. Anyway, so um, so Haley's pregnant. We now know Haley's pregnant, and we move to Tuesday's episode when we now yeah we start seeing that. But she's... can I just say mm. she's due in October, so we need to have a look back and see what was happening a few months ago. Will it be February then? Mm. That's when almost when she was introduced, wasn't it? Just. Yes, that's when she first met Martin. Mm. It's Martin's daddy. Well, that's what we talk about maybe near the end. So uh, this is where you were saying about the storyline where it showed kind of like the grim side of homelessness and about why people perhaps don't, you know, live on the streets and uh, Mm. don't have anywhere. And also how um, careless people can be if you ask for help and you're sort of look down upon well, that's it so you she she um is on the tube train and she's decided to, um which is something i never knew happened that people that people because you pay one fare and it's a warm environment it's also quite safe you then stay on the tube because and london tube right station is 24 line well 24 hours so you can just keep going back and forth back and forth on the same train and fall asleep and you'll be safe and secure on the best part of the uh, journey and when she's whilst Haley is sat on the train she uh sees a uh, gentleman probably twice her age opposite who she's mm. kind of giving the eye to and gesturing that she uh, might be interested in him <laughs> for some money well at first he thought it was um genuine mm. he said oh i thought you were talking to me because you wanted to know me or you wanted to speak to me i was half expecting to see michelle stalker on the tube <laughs> it doesn't seem right about seeing him there i know just standing at the doors He's as they close just looking man, at him. yeah <laughs> Michelle's gone now, so so so's he from yeah. the memory of the soap. 
And uh, yeah, so she she kind of convinces him to uh, pay £40 to go home with him. And he starts talking about his cats. I thought it was lovely when he said about um, cats with green eyes tend to be more uh, alert than mm. cats with. And it was like, <laughs> I, I genuinely found that interesting. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I'd have paid £40 for him <laughs> Went to home with him. tell me more about that. And and uh, as, as, as they get off the train, she pretends that the guards know her and she quickly runs back on the train. The doors close. And um, you yeah, see the cash s- up front because cash up front so she already has his 40 pounds and so you see Haley's softer side um because as she, as the train's about to go she says she mouths to him mm-hmm. i'm sorry and you can tell the um passenger is you know he understands so he he kind of gives a knowing gesture as the train goes by mm-hmm. um but that's not the last we hear from him because obviously mm-hmm. this is where Haley's story progresses where she's given up on humans male especially some females because they didn't help her out mm. um and slowly she's convinced that actually not everyone is as bad as as she may think at first at first sight no because she meets someone else doesn't she on the train another sort of well, she quite meets, a young girl yeah a young girl doesn't she a she doesn't look old. that young when I oh, saw didn't you her. think? I thought mm. she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought they cast that well. I thought they actually cast like a thirteen-year-old to play a sixteen-year-old. I thought I did. Okay. Maybe I you need wise testing. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'm older than I think. Yes, that's it. But um, yeah. So she was obviously new to the I'm homeless world, and was sort of looking for a bit of a not advice, but I think Haley put it upon herself to yeah look Show after the ropes her and put her under how things work mm. because she said that her mother she basically had no mother from the age of 13 so you kind of presume that she's possibly been living in hostel then mm. or adoption um being going from foster care to foster care and just not getting on very well with it so yeah as you say she's she's kind of now decided to take on take take the world on by herself she she watches Haley throughout the time that um she sees Haley doing her tricks to the uh, passenger earlier mm. and she's kind of almost you can see so she's trying to work out you know so she did that okay she did that but then later on you find out that she's actually slept with uh, men for money before or l- at least men to buy her alcohol she's done acts sexual acts mm. to, to men because she said that there's a good market which is well it's probably true it's uh there's a good market in uh girls who are oh yeah because she said girls who look underage but aren't yeah she also men like that. like that men like yeah. that girls don't look you know don't look at 16 but are, all, are 16 so you're able to get away with it yeah, as it's it were. a very dark episode this week both it's a episodes. very dark week so far mm. i mean it's, i genuinely been watching it this week and almost felt gut punch in my stomach it's just been mm. absolutely um yeah really difficult to watch in some in some instances mm. And um, this girl, obviously she has a bit of money. She turns back up onto the tube with some a six-pack of beer. Well, Haley gives her money. Haley yeah. gives her a tenner and a fiver. The tenner initially is for her to buy some Food. sanitary sanitary, oh, sanitary towels yeah. um because that's another instance where Haley asks for help by these group of girls who to be honest with you that all those girls three did deserve a slap yeah. three lauren branning yeah exactly that's what lauren branning would be like if exactly she was she's like uh no and and you could hear the conversation and we're going oh have you seen steve he's so fit in the office oh yeah i definitely <laughs> would oh yeah and so Haley just says oh, oh girls you know help help a girl it's it's a time and they're like no no, we're not helping you. No, no, <laughs> and then laugh like, as well. That really know. made me angry. It's like, <laughs> she's got a period. <laughs> and it's like, well, go away, you horrible, horrible mm. women. Obviously, that's the reaction you wanted to have. Yeah. Because um, we all root for Haley. I'm, I'm a, I'm a team Haley now. Yes. We and, 
and um she uh so yeah she gives the girl and the girl says oh but i might not be able to get back on the train again so Haley gives her another fiver and then yeah she quite quite bold as brass kind of swans back onto the uh train with a eight pack of beer and uh, she said, um, oh, I, I stole some socks. And she said, well, I gave you the money for you yeah. to buy a, a pad. And she's like, I gave the man the money to uh, buy me alcohol. And that's mm. where we learn about that, that uh, men. There's a, there's a certain uh, market for men who like women who look yeah. younger. And she offered Haley some alcohol again. She's still saying no. She's well, Haley sticking. took the can yeah. this time. And she then had a pause and then said, nah, you're right. No, she wanted a day to prove that she didn't need it or something, didn't she? Although a day must have passed by then because from the from the impression I got from the way people were talking, it, it was almost morning again. I mean, it was still dark, but it was like three, four yeah, in the... Yeah, she didn't wake up till like nine, so... <laughs> well, no, that's true, yeah. It was still the same day. Well, probably later than that because they only turned up at the pub when the oh, wedding yeah. was just starting. Yeah. And that was like 12, 12 o'clock, yeah. Oh, someone watched it. <laughs> I just know what time it's on. You just knew what time to avoid Linda it. Linda told me. She wouldn't let me forget. Oh, fair enough. Is that before or after she had a like, third bottle of Bacardi Breezer? <laughs> she was probably drinking from a bottle with a straw. Yeah. It's nice to see Linda with her hair down for once. But yes, but it still didn't stop her from being uh, uptight about uh, what was shown at the pub that mm, evening. That's true. Hmm. So um, Haley's male friend from earlier sort of appears again because she falls asleep. And she wakes up and he's sort of next to her looking at her. Yeah, kind of a little creepy. A little creepy. But good intentions. And she, and she says, like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing? And the guy's like, keep it down, keep it down. I don't want people to know. And she's like, no one's looking. No one cares. <laughs> and I didn't think that was strictly true because I got the impression that everyone was on the train was looking at her once she mm. had a bit of a scream at this guy. But yeah, so he he's the only one who's kind of supported her for the last, well, since she's really come onto the square. Jean? Um, Oh, well, Jean sent her a text saying, "Hope you're okay." Oh, okay. Well, the, lovely Jean. So, so Jean supports supports, but then Jean's a good, a good woman. So she will support anyone until mm. she's given reason other otherwise. Um, while everyone else hates you until you're given reason otherwise to love you liked in the Slater family. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, yeah, this passenger yeah, heart to heart, didn't they? He did. So he said, um, "You know, if you just asked me for the money, I would have given it to you." And she's like, "Yeah, right. Okay, whatever." Mm. And uh, he's like, "No, I would." And she said, "I've heard this all before." And then she goes to give him his money back, but then she realizes that she's been she's had all the money taken mm, from her by, by the, that girl. By that girl. Do you think you're gonna see we're gonna see that girl again in future? Because I've got a funny feeling that later down the line, not for a while, but later down the line, she's gonna kind of appear on the square. Mm. Yeah, it's either one of those things that they've been doing recently where they introduce a character for like two episodes and they leave. Mm. Or yeah, it's it's another one of those things where they test to see who's popular. Mm. It's and a maybe testing. Bring them back. It's a testing ground. And, and to be fair, she was. You could tell there was. A, there's a lot of story to be told by mm. that girl. So yeah. it'd be nice if she came. But then where where would she stay? That Bloomin' Slater house. <laughs> They're going to build an extension yeah. soon. Stay outside. Stay in the potting shed. <laughs> the little tiny shed with the cat dot cat. <laughs> yeah. So that was really midweek. How Haley's storyline finished well we, it ended with her phoning someone i was just about to say yeah we did have that um sort of phone call she phoned someone don't know who but then it went cut to martin just getting off the phone to someone but we don't know who was on the phone to that's right so you don't know if martin was speaking to Haley. Oh, well mm. Haley, or kush or, yeah. <laughs> oh kush i missed you tonight yeah. where have you been well kush wasn't kush wasn't at the queen vic so maybe martin and kush yeah, had a little had a, me- chat. a man's men's night in a men's night in a lad's night in after the, his wedding to his daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went to go see Kush <laughs> to tell her so, tell um, her more about it. 
Yeah, Haley's pregnant. I'm assuming the dad is someone that we know. Yeah, I or think is it a new character I've, or no. I think well, mm, I, they, they may introduce a new character, but I've got a, I've got a feeling it's going to be someone we know, and I also think that it isn't Martin. I think that's no, a, I that's hope a blatant not. swerve. I hope it isn't. I mean, they've only just got <laughs> they've only just got Stacy and Martin together, mm. and I know I said last week how long do you think it will last, but I gave it more than a day. <laughs> I am a bit annoyed they've made Haley pregnant though. Like they always do this. It's like uh, that's what kind of ruined Stacy. They just gave her like three kids. Well, it locks them in, doesn't yeah. it? it? Locks Same them into that Kat. kind of. And it's yeah. like, oh, she's only just arrived, and there's not many characters of her age range, and then she's automatically straight away pregnant. Mm. There is a theory, isn't there, about uh, who might be the father of Haley's mm. child? Some people think it might be Alfie, mm. and that's why her and Cat have that. What happened in Spain? I mean, thing. as I as we said, we're recording this and we haven't seen Thursday and Friday's episode no. yet. So, so we're theorising. <laughs> so we're theorising. And on Thursday or Friday's episode, it might actually end up. So that would be interesting. Mm. So there you go. We're predicting it now. But I just don't know how it would be. Haley's poor. How would she have been in Spain? Like, she could have been. Well, would she be invited by Cat? I don't know. It's weird. But, but, but if it's not Alfie and it's not Martin, I don't quite know who it could be. Would she someone we know? Mm, I, I know. Shrimpy. Sh- <laughs> he gets all of them. All he the has women. all the ladies on the market. Stuart, but I guess you didn't know Stuart back then. Jack Branning. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past it being Jack Branning. Max. I genuinely wouldn't. I genuinely would not think no. that it couldn't be that. As it so might. yeah, who knows who the dad is? Well, it's a storyline for the future. Who, who is? is the daddy? By the end of this podcast, we might know. <laughs> yeah, we're so well. We're midweek. Mm. So um, quite a few things um said about Haley on twitter hope they were kind <laughs> but one about the baby i don't know if martin slept with Haley, but please don't let him be the father i was so happy he's only just got back with stacy so that's sort of what we that's what we said what we're thinking someone said i love Haley. she's the most interesting character in a long time someone else said Haley doesn't need the slate to pack around her this episode proved that which mm. sort of says she quite works well on her own she doesn't need all those backup characters she doesn't need a slater storyline in order to get her in the show she's it's it's good they've given her her own storyline if you think about it someone said hats off to eastenders for touching on the grim realities of period poverty in last night's episode oh here here to that um they should get rid of the tax on ladies products (laughs) I'm, i'm full support and someone's been paying close attention to the tube line oh someone says can't take these train site train scenes seriously for a start, I don't know how to spell this. Godge, Godge Street, the one that she came out on. Let's have a look. G. It's like Google Street. <laughs> Googe Street. Googe Street. Googe Street. Or Good Street. Googe. Can't take these train scenes seriously. Start off, Googe Street isn't on the direct district line. And second, the other bird, the girl that we met today. The other bird. Well, she hasn't got a name, has she? Yeah, but w- woman or lady. <laughs> <laughs> Bird. Couldn't have got off, got beer and socks, and then got back on the exact same train again. Li- was that written by Jack? Rolling Brandon? eyes face. So. Well, I'm rolling my eyes at bird. <laughs> well, it's by a female, so mm. female tweeted. Well, that makes it, so okay, leave it then, alone. It? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, yes. So, so as, that as leaves of us now, as of now, where Haley's got to yes. on her time. So if we go to the other big, big storyline, this is EastEnders' biggest storyline in quite a while. They're tackling the like knife crime in London story. 
Yeah, so just quickly backtracking. Last week, we obviously said how uh, Shaquille has suddenly become uh, focused. Well, yeah, had a focused storyline last week, which um, involved um, him getting a place in a music college or a special music summer school Mm -hmm. in Scotland. A bright future ahead. So they, they obviously rushed that one out a little bit i mean they could have made it a bit more of a slow gradual uh yeah um, story but they obviously wanted to get this one in so why not so should we start off at the beginning of the week when we sort of have the tailors all sitting around waiting to watch the wedding with keegan and keegan's not turned up yet yeah so um karen's not very happy and she's basically shouting at all of her family <laughs> asking them if any of them have heard from keegan um and bernie uh has a text message from keegan basically saying tell her to go do one or yeah, you bog know, off or yeah, something bog off, tell her to bog <laughs> off which yeah fair enough i, I wouldn't say that's a karen's face well he doesn't later on that's what causes no. the, uh, the, uh, the accident so she's made um a lovely little uh buffet of Lots of different things on Union Jack yeah, plates and Union Jack benefit bowls. money on that. Would not benefit money. Turn up. She oh no, works she's at the laundry. She yeah. She's a working Forgot woman. Forgot that's her job. <laughs> yeah, well, dot's old job. Yeah, um, which she does a little bit on the side as well, every now and then. Yes, so that must be paid for the um, buffet. And uh, yeah, and the lovely flat screen television they seem to uh, have inherited. <laughs> all, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, after much to and throwing, uh, Keegan does arrive, but not before. But you he see him decides. on location again. Well, yes, he's so he's in a kind of tower block area, yeah, council estate sort of place, isn't he? Mm. Well, a, a, a social housing estate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. And he sees a bike unlocked. Uh, thinks, oh. Well, I need I've to get home. get home quick. Yeah, I need yeah. to get home quick before my mum clouts me around the ears. So, yeah, takes the bike and, and goes off with it. Rich, basically, as the advert suggests, one mistake can cause a heck of a lot of consequences. consequences. Yes. So it turns out that that bike that he stole was from some sort of youth gang of boys <laughs> from the estate. Yeah. And they've got, like images of him somehow well um Photo. he yeah he he, t- he he puts the bike again he d- he doesn't lock his bike up it, the bike he's stolen he just puts it on the like against the fence where mm, the square the square yeah gets to his uh his mum's house and as i mentioned forementioned earlier he then has a bit of a play fight with his mum and it pushes the tv <laughs> off the table so they all need to go to the queen vic to watch uh the royal wedding mm. and keegan is taken to one side by shaquille who uh had just just previously <laughs> had been speaking to Bex about why he's interested in the wedding and um, why he loves Megan. And he explains... Oh, yeah, this is quite nice, actually. Yeah, so he explains that, like, you know, he's cast, Biracial. Biracial. Mm. And Megan's biracial. And so he's so proud that, being British, that yeah, this is... Royal family, they're in the royal family. So there was a touching moment between him and uh, Bex, and throughout the episode, Bex is constantly. She suddenly loves him again. Yeah, (laughs) she's basically showing her interest back with Shaquille. So this is what they should have done. Like this whole, it's been like a year since the bullying storyline. They should have just had more scenes every now and then with him and Bex, or Mm. at least have him and Bex as a in a relationship Mm. or something. I mean, it's it's yeah, you're absolutely right. Like just just to be a little bit of a. Yeah, they went into turbo and just kind of, and so they thought, oh, okay, we need a, we need a reason for why it's even sadder for something like this to happen mm. to Raqu- uh, Raquel, Shaquille. Um, and so they quickly did the storyline last week, and now they're just literally ten minutes of saying, oh, Bex uh, really yeah. still does love Shaquille. So yeah, you, oh, I completely it's agree. It's a shame, with you. isn't it? Like, it could have taken this. much effort just to do a few scenes. 
in and out from now and yeah. from time to time, just so you can kind of still get into grasp of what Shaquille's doing and who he's been with. Like the yeah, before who his friends last, are and stuff. Before last week, the only time we saw Shaquille was when Kush came back from holiday. Yeah, for he, that one scene in the hallway. Yeah, not even a scene. He was just there. He's. I think he said one thing. It's like yeah. you've got me any duty free. Yeah. It's like oh, that's that's really rounding mm. up the character. It's really weird. So, oh well, let's let's make the best of a situation, <laughs> as it were. So he's obviously seen this photo on social media. Does he follow the gang on social media? <laughs> well, no, maybe. How did he find it like so quickly? It's well, really it, he weird. said it had been. Uh, I think it was Facebook, so it had been shared oh, okay. um, a few times. If you look, there, there's quite a high share rate. Um, uh, uh, Twenty-two people liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that always confuses me about uh, Facebook. It's like, oh, yeah, I like the fact your bike has been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Not I like. So uh, it was quite a clear picture of Keegan. Yes. Well, there there's two. the first picture he shows mm. him and he said, ah, there's no way they can work out with me from that. And then they swiped and it's like, literally, it's yeah. like he's looking directly <laughs> it's at like the like a EastEnders promotional photo <laughs> <Yeah>. of Keegan. <laughs> Stood actually in front of the Albert Square sign. <laughs> Where do I live? Um, and uh, yeah, so he's he's basically saying you need to give the bike back. He's like, no, I love it. I want this bike. This bike's yeah, too nice. he's not scared, is he? Yeah, he's not scared. Well, he's playing the big I mm. am. And, and he so, says, oh, this gang, they're a big, well-known gang. That's why it's not locked up because it doesn't need to be. Yeah, and he said, well, they're, if they're careless not to lock something as good as this up, then it's their own fault and I'm keeping it. But Shaquille's not really taking that as an answer and so kind of uh, conspires to work to find a way of getting the bike, unlocking mm. it, and then uh, taking it uh, back to, to where people. it was. Yeah, mm, The hero. The, well, yes, he was doing a nice thing for his friend. <laughs> so Trying to keep his friend out of trouble. Hmm. So everyone in the Vic is getting more and more drunk as this night goes on. They're watching the wedding. Mick and the lads, plus Donna and Mel, want to watch the football. Yes, yes. And which, which, so they, they, they get um, Mel to bring a TV from <laughs> E20 or somewhere, or her own personal yeah. TV to the pub to watch the football on the other side. So at the top of the pub, they're watching the FA Cup final. Yeah. Behind Linda's back. Yeah. Um, again, anyone outside the UK, the FA Cup final is a big, important football match that they do every year. Mm. Mm. And then at the uh, fr- at the front of the pub, they're watching the royal wedding, which and there's cheering and songs. They're and cheering. They're of... singing "Rule Britannia," mm. and they're both trying to outdo each other. So basically, they're giving you the atmosphere that uh, if anything should happen outside of this pub tonight, you ain't gonna hear it. You're not gonna know about it because it's everyone, all happy. yeah, even um, uh, not Shirley. Uh, yes, even Shirley said um, because every... <laughs> if Mick said um. It, it, if any of the, uh, the neighbours are going to start complaining with all this noise and Shirley said all the neighbours are in the pub so there's no one to complain mm. so they they've basically planted the seed that is that if anything absolutely anything devastating should happen <laughs> outside, outside of walls. this yeah outside those four walls no one's going to know about it until it's too late mm. so just bear that in mind and Shirley even secretly watched the wedding upstairs didn't she she did she uh, was upset she was crying <laughs> The hard, the hard-faced cow was crying, um, but it was nice actually that she, because first of all, um, she said that I'm paying for this wedding, and how dare they, uh, you know, mm. how dare they make us, you know, watch it and da 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 taxpayer, yeah, you know that kind of cliche. Yeah, she was secretly watching it upstairs, she, she was, and Linda said she'd keep that secret as oh, well. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, is that going to come out? She, like, she <laughs> said she won't tell anyone what she was doing. Can you imagine that ends up being a big story? Christmas line? story, doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you watched the wedding. <laughs> Um, so, uh, as we said, so everyone's in the pub. Keegan's in the pub watching the wedding. Uh, Mick no- knows that they've bought in alcohol. The Slaters have bought in alcohol. Mick <laughs> knows that the uh, the tailors have bought in food. In fact, he says Riley or Chatham 
is eating a sausage roll because mm. he can't tell the difference either. Like us, no <laughs> okay. one can. And so Keegan then goes off to uh, have a leak and <laughs> goes to the toilet. <laughs> goes to the toilet, and Shaquille takes it as an opportunity to get his coat and start rummaging for his pockets. And that's when Keanu starts twigging that yeah, something's going he's on. He's doing something. Um, and uh, Keegan and Shaqu- Shaquille comes up with the excuse that he's planning to buy Keegan a new coat, yeah. which is lovely, isn't it? Nice friend. It's like something Martin and uh, Kush could do. Yeah, Kush they're do real friends. For their future. Ke- Keanu seemed quite upset, like, oh, I want a coat. <laughs> I mean, buy me a new coat. Well, he hasn't got anyone to buy him stuff I anymore, know, Ingrid's he? gone. Ingrid's gone. She probably took his coat with her. <laughs> probably, without even asking. <laughs> or, or put her, like, chip-stained hand down the front of it. <laughs> now it can't be worn again. Um, so, yeah, so um, when Keegan goes to the toilet... Off the tube train comes yes, uh, the three scary boys, the three scary lads, a bit the... greasy looking. Yeah, I mean they. I have to say, um, for part-time characters, I suppose you could say they were, they were very good. They mm, they played the role excellently. They, they? they were frightening. Mm. Like I wouldn't want to cross them in a Jack dark alley because they came into the Vic asking. Well, they came into the Vic. photo of the photo of photo Keegan. of Keegan. Keegan came out the toilet. Keanu was at the bar at the time, mm. saw the picture of Keegan. And went back in. Wow, well, <laughs> he, he gestured. He looked up at Keegan and kind of moved his eyes to the right to say, go back in the mm-hmm. toilet. <laughs> go. And Mick, good God bless Mick, Mick lied and said, I've never seen this lad in my life. No. So Mick had covered his tracks for him. And obviously at this time, this is the last you see of Shaquille, he's gone outside to get the the padlock off hasn't he yeah as far as we know well there's one last bit where bex follows him out and, and he's like oh don't worry i'll be back in a minute he's like i've just got to do for keegan uh don't worry about it i'll, I'll mm. be back in a minute and so bex is kind of stood there looking a bit waiting like, <laughs> yeah yeah waiting a bit foreboding a bit like oh i can't wait for him to come back yeah so I can... I'm, I'm gonna tell him yeah 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 because she does say that doesn't she she says she wants to tell him that mm. she's got she's gonna write a song for him or something <laughs> it's, it's no so that is where they all are at and then obviously keegan go does he go outside of the pub and sees one of the boys doesn't he he's just standing there staring and well, he says oh what are you staring at a little bit has happened is it? before then well when keegan's gone back to the toilet and the lads been after being squared up by mm. billy and then jack oh yeah jack literally grabs billy pushes him out of the way and starts squaring up to himself is <laughs> i think again it's a male thing wasn't it i don't mm. know keanu goes back into it goes into the toilet it's not back into the toilet he goes into the toilets and knocks on the door to keegan who's who's hidden in the cubicle with his legs in the air <laughs> so they don't know oh because he sees someone outside and he thinks it's the boy but mm. it's his brother um that's interesting that he goes into the ladies toilets because there's there's a there's a difference between the men's and the ladies' toilets. Really? Yes, and I, 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 I don't want to say I'm 100% right with this, but Keegan, I'm sure, was in the ladies' toilets. It's like, I think the concept... Maybe they've only built one set. <laughs> they well, no, haven't built a male toilet. Well, no, yeah, the male toilets, because you saw it last week when Stuart um, oh, yeah, halfway was in there. Uh, so the male toilets... <laughs> God, this is really sad. Maybe he um, went into the female toilets... <laughs> To, um, so he knows that the guys, if they did come looking for him, they'd go into the boys, uh, not the girls. Yeah, no, so. fair. good point, good point. So yeah, he speaks to, uh, Ke- well, Keanu speaks to him and he asks him what you've been up to. And Keegan's like, no, nothing at all, nothing at all. But knows now that he needs to get that mm, bike. Maybe get that bike back. back. It might be a good idea now to maybe give up uh, the idea of keeping that bike. <laughs> so when he goes out the pub, at the entrance of the alleyway between mm, the Queen Vic dark. and the Minute Martin, it's very dark. A bit wet. Well, yes, a bit misty, a bit misty, which is a shame, really, because it was a nice, clear day. <laughs> so, anyway, it doesn't weather this means nothing. Dramatic, I, I was going to say, fog machine on the ground, <laughs> and um, very Sherlock Holmes. And he, this, yeah, he calls this guy out, and he follows the guy. Mm. Who well, runs... he, he says like something like, 
I've never been given something that nice before, so you should look after it as well. Like Keegan says to the boy about the bike. Oh, does he? Yeah, which I know. So obviously it's That's another a silly one. Of, thing to do, Keegan. It's another one of <laughs> Keegan's like, oh, I've I've been left out my whole life of nice things, so mm. I, why, I deserve this. I deserve this more than you, because yeah. clearly you're a horrible, mm. not good people. So he f- follows the guy down the... Well, he doesn't follow the guy in the alleyway. He stays at the top of the alleyway, which you think is a smart move. So the guy goes down the alleyway, turns right and starts sneaking up behind mm-hmm. the Minutemar. Then Keegan turns around and the lad, the main lad, the one who was asking after him, which I p- presume is his bike, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he basically then stabs him just below the collarbone on his left-hand yeah. side. I'm not sure if it's neck or shoulder, like around that area, isn't it's it? Ju- I think it was just... Wherever he was gripping, it was just below the mm. below the collarbone. And yeah, like took the air out. It genuinely took the air out mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, yeah he, he falls, sort of collapses, and you think he oh, falls that's back. It. This is bad enough. But then... Ba- and then out from the shadows <laughs> comes uh, Shaquille. Shaquille, who's also been stabbed, and he's been stabbed in almost the kidney area. Yeah, um, his lower right side back, which is not a good place to get stabbed. Apparently, no, it's not. And you you just see them both kind of going, oh dear, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's that's basically how how it ended on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Tuesday was a much, the progression was much slower, but then I liked that because it, it really... It was drawing out the tension. It really it? drew the tension out and it was much more... Oh, you just wanted them to, you just wanted them to get found. I know, just shout at the TV. I know, you're just like, oh, come on. So, so uh, you have, Shaquille's obviously been stabbed before Keegan mm. and his phone, they've taken his phone. They took his phone away and Keegan... Um, Two wrongs don't make a right. They stole bike... They steal a phone. Oh, yeah. There's no morals, these boys. (laughs) They really don't, surprisingly. (laughs) And Keegan had been chained to a sewer pipe. I didn't see this happen when he got stabbed. But then the next episode, suddenly his leg was chained up. And it didn't look like it was caught by accident. It looked like it had been wrapped (laughs) around and padlocked. But then later on, Mick released it quite quickly. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure. Strange one, wasn't it? What happened with that? But Mm. Keegan still got his phone. So but we didn't know this. No. We didn't f- discover that Keegan's still It's all had easy phone. in hindsight. If you've actually been stabbed, you're watching in from, a different mindset. Yeah, watching from the outside in. <laughs> you can't blame Shaquille for his <laughs> questionable things. Well then, yeah. So now Shaquille basically, because he sees Keegan's in a in a bad way, but mm. Shaquille still feels like he can walk. walk yeah. Although they're both clearly breathless. I, I don't know whether he had hit some... I mean, I don't know. As you say, we didn't know exactly where Keegan had been Not stabbed. Yet. Yet, but um, he seemed to be like very. He found it very difficult to draw breath to talk. Yeah. So um, windpipe. I don't know. Maybe he just hit a windpipe or something, or bruised a windpipe when he pushed him. Down. Mm. We don't know. But Shaquille offers to basically go and find help. Yes, he does. He stumbles out. Mix right there comes out of the Vic. Obviously, he's doing like a lock-in situation at this time. I think it's. I, I th- guess. I think. I think the Vic has just gone so chaotic. Yeah, he's locked up now. When he's not locked up, he's just. He just doesn't know how to handle mm. the situation. He doesn't know how to handle the crowd. And um, he sort of sees Shaquille. He can't ask for help, even though he just talked to Keegan just now. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, again, it's fine watching from, from yeah, the I know, outside. I know, I know. He he could be in absolute shock. He mm. could be, you know near to and Mick uh, obviously doesn't see that he's bleeding or anything and he's well, guessing he's bleeding from behind and he's looking at Mick directly in yeah. front so he Nick only sees him kind of almost like he's kind of saying oh I've got a bad back like an old man and uh, Mick basically says to him oh, I'm not having you Mick thinks he's been drinking mm. and can't so have he, drinkers, I can't have you and any drinkers in the pub so he kind of turns him off as he goes back into the door Shaquille quickly almost 
stumbles toward the door thinking he can push it open mm. but yeah as you it say then mix locked it so he's he's got a a kind of lock-in situation mm, happening and he sort of then goes for a little walk through the garden <laughs> yeah no see this is this is what really frustrated me because like and i know it's it's for story progression but he he everywhere he went he was just slightly being missed by people mm. so he then walked over the over the road over the road to the to the square the garden that's the last time you physically saw him was the first though, last time it? you physically see him but you know he he got yeah as you say he kind of goes wandering off mm. and it's like well, somehow loses a shoe <laughs> loses a shoe in the process because yeah, cush and denise are like going back home after a night out, yeah, and, and misses they walk past the shoe. His shoe's been missing. I mean, something you've mentioned um, on Twitter, which is true, is this: it's a shame that Shaquille never had one final scene with Kush. Mm. It's a yeah, shame they he didn't... didn't have one. His last last mm. scene must have been him on the market stall asking for vodka. Well, when he got caught, when he got caught under the tunnel where the train goes over mm. the Archers or whatever it's called, um, he yeah he um, yeah that's the last. So he didn't see him since Monday last week. Mm. In, it's a bit in of a shame. Television Land. Yeah, well, it is a big shame. But I guess I it's think... one of those things in this storyline I'm trying to point out is that it can happen like randomly at any time. So you don't always get to say goodbye or have final true, things with people, true. I guess. I mean, the last time he spoke to Kamal, Carmel was on oh, the yeah. phone when yeah. Carmel was voice showing chat. off on voice chat on FaceTime and she had like the selfie stick and they had the crowd. Yeah. And they were going, hey, <laughs> at the wedding. So obviously Carmel was completely... Uh, oblivious oblivious of the situation so yeah he stumbles off and you he's he sees another yeah he sees another couple i don't i think they're just kind of extras walking past Mm. and he's he just whines tries to help yeah he tries to say help and he can't Mm. meanwhile keegan is still in the alleyway with his hand pushing down on his uh his wound and he's he's crying out for his mum which was really, yeah, really sweet, sweet wasn't it? it? Yeah. So again, he's, his mum is obviously the world to him, and he needs her. He's desperate for her help, mm. and it was so sad when he that when that should when that yeah. happened. Because like the Vic is pretty much closing down now. Cat and Karen are extremely drunk. Well, they've they've basically been drinking. So Mick <laughs> Mick um has asked Ted to keep an eye on the bar while he goes off and takes Linda um, upstairs. Because <laughs> we've discovered that if Linda's had too many uh shandies that she can fall asleep on a washing line. Mm. <laughs> which I love that line. <laughs> and uh he then goes into the cellar and is speaking to Shirley. Shirley. Both shouting over all the noise and... over all the noise and because he's basically saying we're going to run out of alcohol and she's like we'll just go to the brewery or we'll just borrow alcohol and he says, i can't it's sunday tomorrow so again causing uh confusion and mixed too uptight to care about anything else he just wants to get this pub emptied and keegan's in the alleyway not very loud but desperately trying to get his attention mm. also at the same time once people start getting turfed out from the pub keanu and bernie are now out in the square because yeah, they keep keegan. trying to phone keegan don't they they keep texting and phoning keegan and that's when you see keegan has his phone but it's like out of reach it's just out of reach it's a fingertip yeah. away from him and he can't get was there <laughs> we're quite if she could we didn't go on his zombie wander yeah, around the square little little run jog around the square <laughs> and um obviously now the vic sort of closed up karen and cat have been sent home yes they tell mick that <laughs> there's a bit of a mess under the table don't know who would have done that and um mick is locking up and he sort of hears a banging in the cellar and i think does mick think oh is this like another aiden thing or like He's not too sure. No, is he? I think he just. Yeah, I just think he thinks it's some drunk person probably mm. just knocking the door because uh, because um, he nearly doesn't go out there, doesn't he? He thinks like. Well, no, he's he's told, but Linda. He when he's about to go to bed, Linda says, "I'm not sure if I've locked up the back," 
and he's like, oh, we can, no one's going to steal anything on check in the morning. And she's like, no one you check now. So he goes downstairs. No, it's it's been locked. And mm-hmm. as you say, knocked like that. And I think it's more, I don't think it's that he was worried. I think it was just mm-hmm. more that he just wanted to get to sleep yeah, go and go to, to bed. bed. Yeah. But now he's got a lot more to deal with. We know, yes. So, um, yeah, a tired Mick. <laughs> yeah, finds Keegan on the floor. And uh, he's shouting for Linda, who's obviously in the <laughs> land of Nod, so you're not yeah. going to get any help from her. Shirley isn't there. Shirley, I thought, would be up. She's normally, she's got quite a keen ear. She's she, the biggest mouth going. Yeah. She could have shouted all sorts. But then I suppose from her own shouting, she's probably made herself deaf. She yeah. might. <laughs> and so he phones an ambulance. But, oh, this so frustrates me. He phones an ambulance. The ambulance says it's on its way. He's like, no, you're not coming quick enough. I'm going to take mm, you there not, myself. Yeah, he says. describes his car, which I'm presuming is... Maybe he described it to, so he says there is enough room in my car to hold a person. No, he was describing it to tell almost like the ambulance crew. So if they should be driving past, oh, past and they, they see stop. that car. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I thought that was interesting, especially with the ending as it was, which we'll get mm. to in a second. Panic. So um, he's got Keegan in his car now and he's sort of panicking to get him to hospital. Keegan's trying to say, Shaquille, Shaquille. Shaquille's in pain as well. Well, he can't get it he's out. He's doing it really good. Yeah. And um, he's trying to like open the back car door on again, the motorway. I know. I, I, again, I get it's probably panic and just trying to think of anything to try to get Mick's attention so he would listen to him. But that's really the worst way of doing it. He could do... I mean, mm. well, I don't know. I don't it's, know. You just can't. But he sort of overtakes someone on a moped. No, he doesn't overtake someone. He's about to go into someone oh, on a moped, and then he quickly swerves out the way. And by swerving, and like, does he a weird spins turn. the car around. It's a bit but unnecessary. It, well, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think yeah, he, but he I was panicking. But so, and then obviously we end with this big cliffhanger of a lorry driving into the car. I know, as if things can get any worse for poor Keith. I said it reminds me of like, and I saw an advert for Casualty a few weeks ago, mm. and like, it's like someone's wedding and. Like the car breaks, which is bad enough, but then a lorry drives into you. Well, it's yeah, you're so, absolutely yeah. right. That's exactly what casualties like. It's like you go to uh, the edge of a cliff, you get hit by a bird in the eye, and then you <laughs> suddenly fall off the edge of the cliff, hang yourself on a rock, uh, hit your head on the side of a rock, mm. and then a blooming ship cuts you in two. It's like yeah, one thing after another. Yeah. I mean, there's been lots of praise online about this storyline. People saying this is EastEnders that we love. It's back tackling real stories. Brilliant acting by Zach Morris. And the guy who plays uh, Shaquille, you've both been amazing in the storyline. What a great episode of EastEnders. Well done to Shaquille and Keegan for taking part in such an important storyline, showing awareness and effects, the impacts it has. For the first time in weeks, EastEnders has been brilliant. So good to see it tackling such an important issue. I have to, I must say that this week, um, and we've only had two episodes this week. Mm. I mean, last week held a lot of promise and this week they really hit the ball out of the park. I must say it's been mm. a home run and it's, you know, and us jokingly saying about that cliffhanger with the lorry, I think I think it suited it. Mm. I mean, some people, someone says here, after praising EastEnders yesterday, I do wish they'd kept the integrity of the piece by keeping the focus on the stabbings rather than having it as a big cliffhanger of a, like making it focus on Mick. So. I mean, I think it's, yes, you're right. It should have been focused on the stabbing, but I mm-hmm. think it was just one way of showing the panic of this character that's mm-hmm. trying to help. And someone says um, the car chaos at the end took the focus away from the two victims of the stabbing and places it all on Mick. Does Danny die and have to dominate every single storyline? Yeah, I, I know what they're saying about mm. that. But but I, I mean, overall, loads of um, positive response. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I do think that the, 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 the idea of that ending is to induce a panic in the in the viewer and also the character so you can mm. relate to it a little bit, this kind of panic. I suppose they could have done it any other way. You know, they could have done a duff-duff 
with Mick waiting for an ambulance. Yeah. So, okay. But, yeah. I mean, we will find out these answers after we have done... I'm doing this now. Just do this now. So, um, this week we are going to be talking about Kelly Taylor, who was played by Brooke Kinsella. Mm. Um, you Zoe's may, best friend. Zoe's best friend was Kelly, but you may recognise the name Brooke Kinsella as she. Uh, well, you'll you'll learn about her in a moment, but it's quite relevant to what's happening this week on EastEnders. Yes, she's helped them with this current storyline she has so uh, let's first of all start with the character of kelly then so kelly was introduced as a part-time character as part of a prostitution storyline featuring zoe slater when she ran away from home kelly proved popular and became a regular character in 2002 kelly be- kelly had been thrown out by her family at a young age and had been taken under the wing and convinced to become a prostitute by a malicious pimp named roxy drake that's a good name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She meets Zoe Slater soon after she runs away from home and Roxy becomes keen to encourage Zoe to participate in selling herself too. But after Zoe escapes, thanks to Kelly helping her, Kelly returns to face up to an angry Roxy. <laughs> Kelly returns late in 2002 after Zoe decides to run away from the Slater's home for a second time following <laughs> her father's heart attack. <sighs> Poor Charlie. Is that her dad? No, she sees him as a dad. He had a heart Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because, yes. After deciding to leave to Tenerife to stay with one of Kelly's rich clients, they return to Wolford and Kelly starts to lodge with the Slaters and becomes part of their family. The Slaters have always been... Lodges. Lodges. <laughs> that's right. They always take people into their house. Big house. They've always had a big house, obviously. Zoe and Kelly become firm friends and start running a clothing store on Bridge Street Market. Perhaps that's something Whitney could do in mm. the future. It was quite... Well, she can take Donna's stool. Oh, don't be horrible. Poor Donna. On New Year's Eve, Kelly shares a kiss with Spencer Moon, which misleads Spencer into thinking that something serious was going on. He starts to give her gifts and flowers and agrees to go on a date with him, but explains that nothing more will happen. (laughs) Kelly starts getting pursued for money that she owes an ex-punter, Simon. When Simon threatens her with police because she can't pay him back, Kelly cons Spencer into giving her some money and also steals some from the profits of the stall. When Zoe just how many profits are there in a market store? <laughs> well, this is the early two thousands. This is when markets were still in vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, I'd be very surprised. Also, but, if he's an ex punter, surely him going to the police about him using a prostitute would be illegal anyway. No, he doesn't have to say how he knows. I guess. But... <laughs> you never anyway. guess how I found out. <laughs> when Zoe discovers, she accuses Spencer of stealing the money and disappears. When the truth is discovered, Zoe forgives Kelly and she returns just in time for Spencer's 18th birthday and takes his virginity. <laughs> Lucky Spencer. Do you remember Spencer Moon? Yes, I do. He was an interesting character, wasn't he? <laughs> he was so... I watched an episode recently on YouTube of the amazing episode where it was a fairground terror. Oh, yes, and yes. And collapses and he's on a big slide. <laughs> <laughs> and it falls on Lynn and she's pregnant. And that's how Lynn leaves. Wasn't he trying to um, tell... Someone, he was like, trying to sell someone something. He like he knew a secret. And it started shaking. And it was just ridiculous. <laughs> Spencer Moon really was like it's like I'm, su- I'm surprised he stayed for as long as he did. Mm. He became a bit of a, such a joke character by the end. Mm. And also a he, Robbie, he was a Robbie. And remember when he he did either the first or second series of Strictly Come Dancing, mm. and he just couldn't, couldn't dance. Do it, no. And so he did that dance when he literally ran for ninety seconds around the dance floor with a cape. <laughs> Anyway, is this Spencer Moon or Kelly? Sorry, you're absolutely right. So when Alfie Moon offers Kelly to take Spencer on another 
date, she gets the wrong end of the stick and thinks he's referring to her prostitute past, <laughs> buying her to sleep with Spencer, which God's ends their relationship. Kelly. That's what soaps are built on. Misunderstandings. Mm. Kelly decides to move out with Zoe into a new flat. So it must be paying well at this market store. And <laughs> at the flat warming party, she gets friendly with Ronnie Ferreira, which upsets Zoe as she Ooh. secretly liked Ronnie and mistakenly tells Kat about Kelly's past in the Vic whilst drunk. No one remembers the Ferreras. They were, they yeah. were the family which were like hated. No they like left within a year, didn't they? All of them. I think one or two stayed yeah. on. Um, with Tarek, who is like the half-brother, you find out is a half-brother of them. Mm. I think he stayed on for a little bit longer. Mm. But yeah, they were very That's when the ratings like, were like the lowest ever. Yeah, yeah. so mid to... Mid to uh, well, mid to early two thousands was a real low point, similar to really now, which a lot of people are <laughs> saying. <laughs> no, but no, but that you know what goes down. It's a roller coaster. It is. So it goes, it goes back up again. So Ronnie soon discovers the secret after Tarek, Ronnie's half brother, forces Zoe to tell him about Kelly and leaves Kelly devastated and upset with Zoe. But they make a promise that their friendship is more important than either of them pursuing Ronnie in the future. Can you see where this is going? <laughs> A few weeks later, she sets her sights on Martin Fowler at his birthday party. Ooh, I know. Everyone loves Martin, don't they? A he, bit of Martin. He's the hottie of the square. She makes a move on Martin to make Ronnie jealous, but he doesn't bite and starts flirting with Zoe. Kelly feels... Re- thing for Slaters. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't Martin. That's oh, Ronnie. okay, okay. No, well, Kelly feels rejected and sleeps with Martin. <laughs> and... <laughs> what about Sonia? <laughs> Not just yet. And although, would Sonia have had his kid he would have had right, she, yeah, yeah she would have by then yeah. she would have had bex by then as um delivered by big mo <laughs> and uh it causes a strain on zoe and kelly's relationship which starts to show later in the year she spies ronnie kissing another woman but zoe doesn't believe her and throws her out of the flat hurt kelly goes to angie's den what happened to angie's den <laughs> got turned into phoenix <laughs> <laughs> and takes an ecstasy tablet given to her by Tarek. She collapses and a worried Zoe really realises that their friendship meant much more to her than she thought. She realises that quite a lot. <laughs> Just the way it goes. The way the cookie crumbles. Tarek threatens Kelly to keep her mouth shut about the tablet he supplied or he will share her past with everyone. On New Year's Eve 2003, Kelly goes to Scotland with Zoe for an all-night rave. <laughs> on their way to... This is with other cast members too. Mm. On their way to uh, to Scotland, the minibus that they're in crashes in the middle of the Scottish moors, leaving Zoe immobile and the group stranded. Kelly stays with Zoe while everyone gets help and cares for her and tells her just how great a friend she has always been to her. <laughs> the weather turns cold and Zoe starts to become unconscious. Panicked and a little over-emotional, Kelly and Zoe kiss. <laughs> They haven't done anything like that in ages where all the teenagers go on like a trip. Because they, well, there's the going to be a lot of... The last time they did it was when Peter Bill and Lauren and Lola all went on a, like a camping trip. Oh God, I don't even remember. And I remember because yes, the, the actor who played Peter Bill said he had kept having to be topless for no reason. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense because he was in like the middle of a field. I think it made sense to some viewers. <laughs> I mean, again... They don't do that anymore, do they? They need to have a big trip. With Hunter, they, Tiffany, well, they could, Bex. Well, last week we were saying that they needed to start a band. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but maybe they could start a band and do a tour. Yeah. All to go good. So they've kissed. They, so Zoe apparently. and Kelly have kissed. 
A time passes and Zoe is reluctant to discuss the kiss, but eventually they talk about it and agree that they were they aren't lesbians and the kiss oh, was good. a knee-jerk reaction due to their situation. Mm, this got a lot of stick um, when yeah, I was... It sounds looking. ridiculous now. It was did, it, A lot of people were saying it was done for ratings, yeah. it was done for a bit of a shock value and they, they yeah, I think the writers panicked because they didn't really know what to do or where to go with it so they just kind of said, oh, well, we were both going to die so uh, <laughs> kiss, the end. Late in the spring, Vicky Fowler tries to match Spencer and Kelly by locking them in the office of Angie's den. <laughs> they start to argue and Kelly tells Spencer she only slept with him out of pity and Spencer calls her out on her past. But they start to talk and when Vicky returns, they are kissing. They remain happy and decide in the summer that they want to become reps in Ibiza. Kelly passes the interview, but Spencer doesn't and is forced to stay home while God, she leaves. God, can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's to be fair, if you're going to be a rep in Ibiza, you don't really want to go as a couple. <laughs> it's not like the best job to go married, coupled up, is it? That's true. And also, um, I reckon Spencer would need someone looking after him <laughs> if he went to Ibiza. When she leaves, she tells Spencer that she will always love him and promises to come back. But alas, she does not return. And Spencer gets told that Kelly has found another man and has moved on. And that's mm. the last we saw of Kelly. Mm. So... What has Brooke Kinsella, MBE, been, Ooh, mm, be, lots apparently. been up to since leaving the show? Well, after she left the soap, she continued to have a thriving career as an actress starring in Rose and Maloney and period crime drama Jericho on ITV. She was also a panellist on Big Brother spin-off shows Little Brother and Big Mouth. That's when it was still on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. The good Big Brother. She also took the role of Nikki in the award-winning Feral Generation, which is a feature-length film where she plays a sexually abused 18-year-old. The story revolves around two young characters who are in love and living rough in inner-city London. It explores how they spend their days trying to survive rough living, being unwanted by society and overcoming their addictions. Now, sadly, on the 29th of June 2008, Brooke's brother, Ben, was stabbed to death by a gang of three youths in London. He was the 17th teenager to be killed in such a way in 2008, and it left Kinsella devastated. Following his death, Brooke joined hundreds of people in a march to protest against knife and gun crime. She also announced that she would lead a panel deciding how grants would be distributed for youth groups to tackle violent crimes. She also set up the Concilla Trust, which goes to schools and youth clubs to educate and campaign against knife crime. If you wish to learn more about this or donate, then um, I'll give you the uh, web address at the end. Brooke also worked very closely with the producers of EastEnders with this current stabbing storyline with Shaquille and Keegan to ensure the storyline was accurately portrayed. Speaking on the 23rd of May on Good Morning Britain, she was interviewed with Bonnie Langford, who plays Shaquille's mum, Carmel. Brooke said, this is our reality. It's happening every day. Ten years on, I'd give anything to say we're in a better place and Ben's legacy helped somewhat, but I just can't say that right now. She continued, the smallest choice, the smallest mistake, one wrong look one glance and it can lead to devastating consequences bonnie langford added we never see them at home we never see all the people it affects because we're on a soap we're able to follow all the people that it does affect mm. i mean that's true isn't it yeah, i can... saw her interview and bonnie langford was really quite emotional actually mm. on it but she said that she'd um she phoned up brooke and um before the storyline started and they'd had a chat but um yeah, Bonnie Langford has said that this storyline is going to be a long continuation of how these sort of things affect everyone in the um, local community. Mm, I think it's. I think it needs to be done well. It's an important, very important message, and it's especially relevant at the moment because mm. knife crime in London is it's huge, really bad. If you would like to learn more about Brooke's fight against knife crime, or indeed donate to her 
Further Education to Young People Fund. Visit www.pencasilla, that's B-E-N-K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A dot org dot UK. Or visit her Twitter, which is at Brooke Consilla. As I've mentioned, she also continued to act throughout her campaign. And in 2011, she was appointed an MBE in the birthday honours list for her prevention and fund against knife crime. Brooke has also founded the True Star Academy Theatre School for 5 to 16 year olds. As always, there will be links to our featured actress Brooke on I'm Doing This Now in the show notes. Or you can see it on our Twitter, which is at EastEnders Week. And please remember to visit the website bencancilla.org.uk for more information on how to donate to her really worthy campaign. Mm. And that was this week's I'm Doing This Now. Just do this now. Well, there you go. What a lovely um, lady Brooke is. Yes, from from tragedy, she's uh, done some good. Yeah, lovely. So we're now going to continue on and talk about the rest of the week. So Thursday and Friday's episode, which we've just watched. Mm. Very sad. Yes. Very well done. Yes, yes. This is, as we said, I think, earlier, this is when EastEnders comes into its own, doesn't it? Mm. So we start off this episode with finding out what's happened to Mick. Did he get hit by a car by Laurie? Yes, well, yeah. So (laughs) obviously he swerved out of the way, so there was nothing to worry about. And then another car arrived, nearly hit him as well. That swerved out of the way. Well, there was a few. It was a few cars. cars. (laughs) Round the corner. But he was on a sharp bend. Yeah, he was on a he was on a main road, wasn't over a bridge as well. He was on a on possibly it was like a dual carriageway situation. So he was on a main road, uh, but luckily, as, as we mentioned he sold his details to the emergency services and so they found him yes uh the ambulance found him and quite rightly said to him well what have we learned yeah wait for the ambulance, wait for the ambulance. Although, if i lived in wolford i wouldn't wait for the ambulance because it never arrives well no the, the ambulance normally gets there just when the uh, person's dead yeah <laughs> so we had then him and mick and keegan taken to in the ambulance and then we sort of cut then to mick giving Shirley a call, waking her up. She's like the only sober one in the... In the yeah, square. surprisingly. I know, <laughs> first time ever. She's the only one who hadn't been drinking yeah. that night other than um, Mick. So we start off, it's like very early morning, like, is it 4am, 5am uh, I I saw the clock when uh, Keegan got put, taken into um, the, the emergency room. Mm. Um, it was about five o'clock in the morning, so light was starting to break yes. on the square. So Shirley was awake and she had the mission to let Karen know. Yes. Try and wake up the dead. <laughs> yes. So right. she, so he was. She was um outside the house of the Taylors, knocking on the door, trying to get their attention. Um, although she was being incredibly loud and kicking mm. the door. So no one, she does best. No one seemed to hear her, and uh, apart from Masood, who was uh, walking across the square because yes, he, he was awake early because he was in a good mood. Well, he was in a good mood, and he was in a spiteful mood, and he was ready to go and find a suitable time, as he put it, to wake up <laughs> Bill. Shall we quickly go back and? just say what why he was in a good mood well, yes so he's now tied himself up into the story the clever little wily fox mm. and now we have to talk Lucky about us. him yeah. <laughs> thought we avoided him so he as all the festivities were happening um across the square at the queen vic at the beginning of the week he was uh celebrating well not celebrating you know celebrate ramadan he was he was 
partaking. Yes, um, his in, aunt made him loads of food in Ramadan. Yeah, so she she uh, decided to just break it on this one occasion because she wanted something to eat while she was watching the uh, royal wedding. But Masood said that uh, he was going to wait until nightfall came mm-hmm. on. So she had cooked him. Uh, a, it looked like a delicious. <laughs> it was samosas were there. Yeah, samosas, and um, you know all kinds of bits and pieces. Uh, looked looked delicious. And basically, her his um, uncle and aunt decided to gift him with what we found out was ten thousand pounds money couldn't they have given that to him like a few weeks ago before he went to this businesswoman well no i think i think they're lying around the whole time they did it secretly didn't they they did it quite because they um they say they said it's it's almost a traditional thing you don't ask for rent from your own family so they've been staying in the house rent free when they moved in they were like we're not paying you rent they were quite adamant on that, weren't but they? But then you know that it, it, you found out that it was for good. Well, yeah, they've been saving up secretly, I yeah, guess, for, for, for Masood for so his future. So he has now ten thousand pounds. So he's all cocky, and he's now going to tell Ian, "I don't need your business deal because I've got my own ten thousand pounds." Yeah, I mean, we 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 thought that um, perhaps there was something else to to do with the whole uh, storyline at the beginning of the week because um Ch- chachi is as she calls his aunt mm-hmm. she said whilst watching the wedding that she'd met the queen mum and that uh, when she was a nurse and she's a very very nice person and then tells masood that he's a good man and he deserves the best and when he asks what do you mean oh she, yeah she says oh you'll see so you sort and i hinting at like a um arranged wedding again well we thought she was going to try to set him up with someone again didn't maybe we? that's to come no, I, I, I think it was, it oh, was the, the money £10,000. Okay, yeah, let's so, hope so. So they knew he was a good She man. has tried that already. So. Yeah, and it didn't go very well. No, and I think he made, his, he made his feelings known that he didn't really <laughs> want that to happen. So he's decided to get up at 5am to knock on Ian's door and brag to him and tell him where to go. But he obviously bumps into Shirley. Well, he was being spiteful and mm. he just wanted to say that he didn't want to be in this partnership anymore because Ian seems to use him as his uh, like <laughs> lackey. He mm. makes him clean out the... Uh, the ovens and the uh, deep fat fryer and Ian kind of stands in the yeah. sidelines going to banks and trying to become the was the councillor or the chair of the oh, uh, Walford yeah, committee. Like God knows. <laughs> but um, on his way to see Shirley, he you see him sort of step over a bit of blood. And yeah. he sort of looks at it, doesn't seem to be too bothered. Well, it's it's Walford. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Yeah. Shirley, all... even, even when Shirley tells him like, oh, Keegan's been stabbed. He doesn't seem to care, does he? No, yeah, he, he's he, really odd. He's quite selfish, isn't mm. he? He says, "Oh well, that's sad news. I've got some good news actually. As it happens, I've come into a bit of money." And Shirley quite rightly tells him to shut up and yeah. stop thinking about himself like, and go off and do what you want to when do. I was saying that, I was just like, "That's just really horrible." Well, it's, it's 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 not really it's not a nice character trait no. to give Masood that all he cares about in this this absolute crisis at the moment mm. is that he and it was almost like he didn't care when it was Keegan, but when he was told it was Shaquille, he was like really worried. Well, no, because he when he was told it was Shaquille, that's when put the light bulb, together. Yeah, yeah, the light bulb moment came on. Still, I thought that was really um off, even for Masood. I, well, yeah, but Masood is quite a selfish character yeah, which is why we don't like self- it very that's much like really <laughs> selfish though like that was ultimate, being told it? like a 16 year old boy's just been stabbed mm. and i'm trying to tell the family and he doesn't seem to care mm. i mean he mm. did redeem, as you say he redeemed himself because when he uh when they found out that shaki was missing as well um after shirley had frantically tried to get yes she tries to send a message to karen but she writes it on like a cigarette, cigarette box yeah and, <laughs> and posted through the it. door 
And um, Keegan finds that and he's about to throw it away, but he does see the message. Mm. She's trying to get uh, Kush's attention too. And she buzzes his door. And mm. then when she she asks him if Shaquille is in his bed. And it was really, really good, actually. It was, he, she was very emotional and she was saying to him, you know, if he's in the bed, then there's nothing to worry about. But please, can you yeah, just let's check? let's just hope he's in there. Yeah, let's just hope he's in there. We all know he wasn't. He exactly. wasn't. And so then Kush realizes, uh, finds himself downstairs with Shirley and Denise and they then start the the hunt and also um your favorite came out the door as well and was told to go to the police to because he uh he knows the area remember when Shirley's knocking on the door Robbie came out oh, yeah, Robbie, and Robbie's yeah. like what's going on and Shirley's like get dressed to and help, off you go he? yeah there were um, there were others um I mean I, I'm presuming that a lot of the, the cast had a few days off during this because a lot of them were it was a very sparse mm. cast during this Billy came out well they're all hung over weren't they <laughs> Well, yes, exactly. But Billy came out to help um, in his slippers. Uh, Shrimpy was there, fully dressed and ready yeah, to get rock and roll. Shrimpy. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, they all, all ran past Shaquille's body. But they all kept missing them because Shaquille was behind the bin bags in the gardens. Yeah, and Haley had kicked his shoe out of the way, so no one saw his shoe well, in the morning. Yeah, when she started yeah. wandering off. So all of his clues that he left to find him i don't think he gone. consciously <laughs> left a drip of blood and a shoe for them to realize that he was behind the bin bags i mean i i was puzzled for a bit of a while why he would place himself in that way but then it, i kind of figured that perhaps he was maybe still a bit scared that they might come back mm, and so I he think, was hiding um, what he what they mentioned it in the end of the week is that he was so scared he was just trying to find his way home Mm. And obviously, he didn't quite. But why? Make it. Why did he go behind the bin bags? Like, well, he must, he have must have tripped or fell. One. No, it? because the, if, if he must that... have tripped because his shoe fell off. Yeah, but so precisely behind the bin bags, behind a bush, behind the bin bags. Mm. It was very precise. There must have been method. You'll never know, I'm afraid. Well, you won't. But it's, it's something to theorize. It's like, was he trying to hide from the attackers, or was he? Did he trip? And indeed, he might have it was been just disorientated. A... And yeah, fainted. disorientated. A perfect fainted and fell forward yeah and into the bush so masood realizes that perhaps that drip of blood was more to it than actually at first first sight so goes running back out there with ian who's just been back from a run and having his energy drink <laughs> and he tells ian to go to the he tells Ian to call the police now the police were only on the other side of the square weren't they? Um, and in the time it took masood to then again real think well hang on there's a blood drop here. There's more blood actually on the bin bags. Mm. Lean over and see there's Masood. The weather had turned from quite a sunny, warm spring, a summer day, a it summer morning raining, to, well, a torrential rain. So, mm. like, I don't know what Ian was doing in that time gap between the two. But Ian came to the rescue because once they found Shaquille, Shaquille yeah, he started doing he was CPR. putting him in the recovery mm. position and everyone was quite everyone was quite surprised yeah we all were oh, very well, good well you found you, again you, he did it because um, of Louis wasn't it when Louis was staying yeah he started him. choking on something he was yeah, off screen <laughs> yes having off screen and he was worried <laughs> so he learnt the uh, recovery position well just basic first aid uh, which would have come in a bit more useful if it had been caught maybe a bit quicker yeah about eight hours earlier yeah, but it wasn't. So he's on his way to hospital and um, Keegan is in hospital now with Karen and Keanu. Mm -hmm. Mick's feeling quite guilty now because he now realises that he sent Shaquille away. Yes, on the mistaken thought that Shaquille would be drinking. Mm. And Kush had now got in touch with Carmel to let her know that she needs to come 
home. He doesn't. I don't think he says why, but he says you need to come home now. No, yeah, because um, the next episode is when you then see her running. Well, frantically, she starts running towards yeah, the general. They're doing cuts between her running and Shaquille's sort of last. Well, having resuscitation, yeah, um, last which isn't really happening. I, I, I'm trying to work it out. I've, I've only seen it. Obviously, we've just seen it now. But I don't know whether her running was to the same beats of the pulse machine or not. I don't know. Mm, but maybe. perhaps that was something that I was maybe wanting them to do something <laughs> like that. But um, yeah. So she's frantically running to the hospital. I mean, you know, at the end of Thursday's episode, really, Keegan recovered and he was again asking for Shaquille and mm. asking... And the police were asking okay. for him. They were asking him to say a little story, what happened. Well, this was, yeah, so this was tonight. So, mm. so he was uh, being interviewed by the police and he was adamant that he couldn't remember anything. Well, he said he said it was just a one-off attack. Nothing, you know, I don't yeah. know why it happened. It was a one-off attack. He sort of had in his mind that the police were putting him under a category that it was a gang he was in a gang it was gang violence yeah which, which again confused me a little bit where, where he would so where he thought he would get the blame for some kind of mm. um for the well attack. he just thought if they they think i'm in a gang i'm a black 16 year old mm. they don't care they're not going to try and but then solve if, this case but then uh, by telling the truth he would have he would have been acquitted from being in a gang and what's more he he i would have thought the school or again his parents would be uh, or karen would have been aware or and especially keanu you can see keanu's very straight laced um you think that if they <laughs> well he was involved in a heist no that's true so yes i keanu forgot about and, that no. and he recently <laughs> stole a car <laughs> that's yes with sharon so they're not that straight laced no but, um yeah all while this was going on this is now where kamal's been told what's happened to shaquille she's not really she's in shock accepting it, is she? yeah she's in shock and she's um not yeah she's adamant that everyone's lying to her and that mm. this is this hasn't happened i mean not, not until she sees the body she's not going to believe it no she goes outside um yeah. and there's a yeah. scene max. where max appears so again another quite selfish character yeah, when i saw him strolling up to the hospital like, he was like really casually mm. walking up all cocky it's like oh, just go away well yeah like he could he's got like some kind of holy blessing that he can solve Kamel's I really wanted Kamel to just like slap him in anger <laughs> I knew Kamel wouldn't because Kamel was really really upset oh, no, but I no. thought Denise might have said something because yeah. Denise went chasing she told him to go away didn't she well, she did Last but then, person but she then when Max see. was like oh, I need to speak to her and she, she Denise gave in far too easy and kind of mm. walked back into the pub uh, the pub into the hospital and yeah I was so angry I really wanted Denise to give max a chewing of the ear another another um branning decided to stick his nose in as well he's got his coat back he's got his camel coat back but um jack decided that because you know being an ex-police officer and all that jive he could kind of help along with the uh (laughs) with the incident so he's kind of strutting from one police officer. he's always one to help the community isn't he jack well yeah if it helps it helps his um personal image he wasn't very quick to come forward though and say he could make a statement about the identity of the kids because he was right up close to yeah so he'd be able to give a very good (laughs) statement and again as a police officer he'd be able to record and recall the identity of someone quite Mm. quite well i'd thought i mean shirley was helpful she was going about uh, making making tea tea for sharon well no not it wasn't for sharon well sharon Sharon just came up and took it (laughs) she's like all right sharon well done i was only saying today i was surprised that because she's sharon's not been in it all this week but um, i I was saying to you earlier wasn't i that i was Mm. really surprised that sharon wasn't more involved in this because obviously dennis was stabbed um her ex-lover slash brother <laughs> lover and brother yeah no yeah um, so I, you know, I would have thought maybe, maybe there's something a bit later with her and Carmel bonding or 
But but she didn't even mention anything. She just said, um, she did just like what a lot of the characters said. It was like, what's the world coming? Yeah, to? but she never. You thought they might reference back reference to back to that. What, when it happened to her. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Mm. I was very upset when Dennis got killed. I stopped watching EastEnders. Oh, that was that happened. when you had that your blackout? Episode. That was the blackout episode when Dennis died. I was like, nope. You did. You did upset Sharon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if you upset Sharon, you upset me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I was a bit upset they didn't mention that. But it's it's a long running storyline. Um, Bonnie Langford has said so. Maybe there's some more. Yes. So there's a long way to go. Yeah. So we were introduced to Umar, um, Kush's dad and Kamel's ex husband as mm. well. He appeared in his golf top. Yeah. We we presumed he'd just come off the golf course to uh, see his dead son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to his normal life in. I'm assuming he lives in Essex. So it's not too far away. Oh, it? yes, because we found out that Chris is from Essex. Essex. Yes. And um, his br- other brother from Dubai is coming in it next week mm. for the funeral or whatever is going on with Shaquille. So, yeah, we one brother leaves and we get introduced to two new characters. Oh, I'm quite I'm quite happy, actually, they're introducing the whole family. Mm. And it'd be nice, if actually, if there would be more. Yeah, I don't know if they're, they're regulars. I don't think there's been any information on that. But okay. at least they've been cast now. So they could be testing, finally, yeah. testing the waters. And see if anyone's popular. Mm. So we had some brilliant acting from Bonnie Langford because mm. she eventually, not really accepted it, but she wanted to see his body. But it's a crime scene now. Yeah, so well, no one's allowed in. The police officer did give in very easily. Yeah. <laughs> well, she just looked at him for a while. Well, she said, I brought him into the world. And, and the police officer him. just kind of looked at her and nodded and went, come on then. Yeah. <laughs> so all three of them went in to see him. Mm. and um, He was half wrapped in a body bag. He was. So you couldn't, the actor couldn't breathe for that yes. whole scene. Bless yes. him. You saw it from Carmel's point of view as well. So the camera kind of went behind, yeah. round the curtain and you saw him. So yeah, yeah. bless and him. She was... had that. It was quite a long reaction shot. It wasn't all in one take, but um, very well, effective. It, it, I mean, again, she was she was wonderful and she her reaction was spot on. You know, mm. you, you would, you'd just be breathless, wouldn't you, from mm. seeing your son dead on a yeah. bed from from this kind of uh, situation you went through every single emotion with her didn't you yeah you did um it, i did think though that her her whining sounded a little bit like when you blow up a balloon and then you let little bits out <laughs> at the time that's how she felt <laughs> she felt like a deflated, deflated balloon, balloon. <laughs> never to be full again <laughs> that's an analogy in a half thank you <laughs> and that's the end of the show bye <laughs> yeah and good night <laughs> no so yeah i mean that was pretty much it i mean it's awfully just a horrible harrowing very upsetting depressing storyline where um shaquille has died mick wanted to tell keegan the news he didn't want the detective to do it because he's still feeling guilty mm, and keegan seemed a bit unresponsive to mick and mm. after after a bit of thinking I, I i get the impression that keegan is a bit angry with mick for not listening to him when he was trying to tell him about shaquille so again keegan feels a, a burden of guilt because he thinks that shaquille could yeah, be found trying, trying to find someone to blame isn't mm. he Cause... but mick's already feeling quite guilty because he feels the same way anyway yeah because he turns shaquille mm. away which is ridiculous but they turned him away or that yes. he feels guilty okay. <laughs> he turned him away <laughs> but um so yeah that, that sort of brings shaquille around to the fact that okay i'm gonna tell the police what happened keegan was, um keegan sure not, yeah not shaquille <laughs> i a, wish as a spirit he yeah. came back um that makes keegan think actually now i'm going to tell the police everything that happened yes and 
that's sort of where it's left. Is that's where it's been left now. But um, I, I, as you say, there's a there's a lot more to go. Um, mm. This this is a proper. I've used the term slow burner on many an occasion, but this is going to be a proper slow slow burner. Yeah. And I, I think take us through the summer. Yeah, I think I <laughs> happy think, summer holiday. <laughs> hey kids, um, I think, th- but I think this is the appropriate way to do it. Mm. But again, talking about something that looks like it's going to be a little bit of a slow burner. I think that Haley's storyline is beginning well, to pick up. Well, that was quite the shock mm. at the end of Thursday's episode. I mean, we thought Tuesday's episode was a big cliffhanger. Yes. Thursdays, they've done that amazing thing again where they've not told anyone what's happening. And mm. a guest, special guest appearance of Alfie Moon at the door. I mean, we knew the shame that she was coming back, but we mm. didn't know but when. no one knows when and yeah. or, or, or for how long. Um, so I know we, we've explained this. We've uh, we've kind of split the recordings in half because of yes. purposes of us being away. But we kind of predicted without yeah, knowing. We did, yeah. And we really genuinely didn't know um, that it might be Alfie's, Alfie's baby. baby. And so, so then she not... turned up the app at the hotel room and obviously we saw that it well, was before that she uh got herself all doled up by cat oh yeah i forgot all that happened yeah, yeah. so cat's cat first of all was doing it out of revenge because she decided she was going to make her look all nice and pretty in, in <laughs> stacy's five pound shirt from yeah. the market store um and then Do her gonna... hair apparently but her well, she hair straightened her hair she, she st- looked like the same <laughs> well she told her to put her head down and put her head back up again so you know that's what hairdressers and, do and um she'd made what it was like a cocktail of tea black wine, currant juice black currant juice it was a little bit of wine yeah apple ju- i think she said apple juice which Something i think you can't really funny. stain much of apple juice and um jean was picking up on this lovely jean but let's also give jean um uh, a gold star because she was the only one awake that night uh when Haley came back at four mm. in the morning and she offered and she said it's such a lovely line uh i can't go to sleep until i know everyone's home yeah and it did it reminded me a little bit when i was a kid my mum had been like <laughs> wide awake like it's my child yeah your mum's jean my mum is jean if anyone ever's met my mum you would genuinely see her see jean in her well um eastenders weekly comic-con when we appear we'll bring your mum <laughs> yeah we will as the panel she can do signings <laughs> she can talk about me um so Haley was getting all ready for her man yes who was the man though dave dave but who is dave <laughs> <laughs> so kat was like she's half doesn't like her she's she wants to get revenge. Well, she's on not her. happy because she threw that lemonade on her on Monday, yeah. and it's made her uh, hair really kind of <laughs> sticky. Mm. You know, the simple solution would be to wash it, but not cat. <laughs> no. She she spends a whole day plotting revenge against someone. So Jean sort of leaves um, an umbrella at the door, saying use me and then she sort of winks and smiles at her yeah she does her kind of shoulders up and yeah. head down neck goes into her neck and um cat and moa in the window above the door ready to pour it over Haley when she leaves moe's imploring to cat though that really <laughs> considering what's happened already this week uh <laughs> this or like yesterday yeah perhaps it's not the wisest of ideas to upset someone while the street is mourning no. about a death <laughs> But Kat does come around. I mean, Haley comes out and doesn't even use the umbrella. She just chucks the umbrella down. She, she chucks it to one side, yeah. I deserve it. And Kat's like, oh, actually, I'll, I'll get you back on a separate day. You deserve mm. to have a bit of happiness Happiness with Dave. <laughs> yes. Who, that, so then she Although goes Although Haley does room. say, Haley says, you should do it to me, Kat. I do deserve it. So obviously Haley's feeling slightly guilty because we know now that she's off to meet oh yes to uh husband behind her back so yeah alfie moon made an appearance yes so it's him it was basically alfie so we it was an obvious swerve we knew it wasn't martin but we now know it was alfie that (laughs) she was martin on the phone too 
Kush. <laughs> well, we told you, we said it. Shaquille. <laughs> secret date. That's probably why Kush feels so guilty. He was having a secret, yeah, secret, secret chat with, chat um, with Martin. Martin. So, yeah, they basically told us quite a lot of information on Friday's episode about Alfie and Hayley and cats yes and what happened in spain so um all this speculation of what exactly is the reason why cat came back on her own without mm. alfie and bits and pieces basically all the jigsaw pieces were revealed all the jigsaw pieces all the clues were revealed all yes. the information was revealed and bit uh, by bit bit by bit so let's put it in order okay so they're both cats and alfie are now in spain running a nightclub after red water or after red water after <laughs> his brain surgery yes and after cat and her Zoe's twin brother was oh, yes. lost in a boat. <laughs> Don't know what happened to her twin brother yet. <laughs> but anyway, they're in Spain. They've opened a bar because that's what Kat said when she came and the Russian people took it over. Mm. So this is when they they were on a break, I think Alfie said. So it must have happened. So yes, Kat had started having An affair relations with a, with a Russian guy, Dimitri. Who I'm guessing is who took over the bar. Yeah, we had a, he, he think, helped maybe? fund it, didn't he? He like, yeah. put money into it with Dimitri. Them. So she started sleeping with Dimitri. That upset mm. Alfie. But they then were on a break. They got were... drunk with Hayley. No, 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 no. no. Then, they, then Kat, got back, uh, Kat and Alfie got back together again. But then one fateful afternoon when Alfie was out the house, Kat had stopped... Uh, had turned around for five. Well, for first oh, yeah, because she was looking after Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie turned around for five minutes, um, and then was it Bert? One or, of them spilt either Bert or Ernie kettle had spilled boiling kettle boiling water on themselves. On themselves. Had to have three skin grafts. Yes, in hospital, Alfie didn't f- or found it hard to forgive Cat and mm-hmm. told him to told her to leave. And then um, one drunken night, Alfie Hayley was in Spain. <laughs> Haley decided to go visit. Um, She's homeless. I picked but up. She was in Spain. Picked up the lingo. Remember, she said a yeah, few gracias. Spanish words, gracias, and and uh, her and Alfie had a night of getting drunk on snake bite. <laughs> Classy. And thus, she's now pregnant with Alfie's, with Alfie's baby. baby after of that crazy night. And she wants to set up house with Alfie, yeah. saying that she would be a mum to all the other three kids. Yep, she'll take them all in. Happy families live in Spain. As well as her own. So then there'll be four and them two. At the same time, Alfie's sort of hinting at Haley. That maybe you can help me and Cat get back together. <laughs> but this is before he, yes, yeah. he, before he found out that he uh, had, he's now parenting mm. a child with Haley. So this sort of turns Haley's switch, and she's like, actually, I wasn't here to do that. I wasn't here for you to pay me to get rid of it. Well, yes, because mm. she got upset because Alfie's basically rejected her suggestion yeah. that they go together, imploring that if he, you know, touch the baby, you know, this is yours, we can do this together, I'd be a better mum. And she said, um, I could be a mother to the children. And he said, they don't need another mother, mm, cats got, their mother. Mm. Um, so she then goes into the toilet and... Uh, <laughs> gets upset that toilet is where they go when when one of them is upset yes yes when one of the other there's no other set (laughs) (laughs) and um so yeah she then has that change of heart says i want to get rid of it you need to pay because i want a posh one (laughs) yes i want a posh one yeah i mean that's no cheaper (laughs) no but then i i don't know if didn't know there was tears of this she just wanted a bit of extra cash an abortion no so she then comes clean again about another twist of what happened in spain of that she was actually there when bert or ernie spilt the kettle water on themselves well no she cat was no she no yeah no she said she said he said something about her being alone and she went no she wasn't alone she then lied and said that she was there with oh Kat. was that a lie i thought she yeah. was there as well and oh, okay. then alfie said oh no you're lying 
she was with Dimitri again, wasn't right. she? Okay. And so you found out that Cat had actually was sleeping, still sleeping with Dimitri, and the reason why he then Bert or and or Ernie uh, had uh, <laughs> burnt themselves, burnt themselves, was because she was sleeping uh, with, with Dimitri. Dimitri again. Mm. Bert and Ernie's a bit like the um, well, the two oh, Karen's two. Yeah, it's yeah. Karen's two. I don't know which one's which. No, <laughs> um, I can't remember their names. But yeah, and I mean, throughout this episode, Cat's thinking, "Oh, I'll text Alfie." No, I won't text Alfie. And then, obviously, at the end of the episode, she does, or she tries to phone him, doesn't she? And then he hangs up on her. Well, she she she's um and ahhing throughout it because um because of what's happening again, what's happening on the square has made her <laughs> enjoying a drink. <laughs> but um, she's um and ahhing because of what had happened on the square. Um, it's kind of made a, a few of the characters quite reflective. Mm. For instance, going back to Masood and Ian for a second, he realised that what he was Masood realised he was being petty with Ian, and so that they agreed to ha- carry on their partnership. Yes. And Kat, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that storyline. <laughs> um, oh, and um, uh, Kathy said that she would, ha- I'd help too. <laughs> so I'm here. Kathy's got a storyline. I'm and, on the payroll. <laughs> and Kat's kind of reassessed her need to see her children again mm. so she kind of writes a text saying i i want to see my children then decides to delete it at the same time Haley is looking at alfie's phone um and she sees that uh he's sent lots of messages to cat mm. and he, she's obviously ignored not them. reply and then at the end of it once um all this information has come out between Haley and alfie and alfie's gone into the toilet as you said yep. and Haley's <laughs> taken yeah Haley's taken the 80 pounds and gone to that posh clinic that she's, she's always <laughs> dreamt of cat phones him and he rejects the call mm. so there we go. So yeah. she's kind of ruined her chances. But again, it's been ruined by Haley. Mm. Haley had given Alfie that information. So obviously it's going to come out at some point. Do you think Kat and Haley can recover from... Because if you think about it, it makes sense. Obviously Kat had sent Haley away, but Kat didn't know that Haley mm. and uh, Alfie had had that... Or had slept together. Yeah, exactly. So but... so when, when this information comes out, and, and also not only did she sleep with... Uh, Alfie, but also Haley had now ruined yeah, again told, another yeah, chance. Told Alfie what's actually happened. Do you think Cat's going to forgive her? No, when Cat finds out, it's not going to be pretty, is it? It's going to be a bit worse than just pouring a drink over her head. Well, that's what I think. It's going to yeah. be a, a bit of a fight between them two. Be good. But Alfie's only back for those two episodes. Oh, right. Okay. So that's officially. <laughs> so I'm assuming he'll come back again to finish this exactly. all off yeah <laughs> but no it was like it was nice to um have that surprise i like it when they do that surprise me returns. too absolutely it's much better it's lots of fun so yeah i wonder if we'll ever see dimitri will he appear oh yeah maybe maybe he'll pop into the square as well maybe dimitri maybe dimitri would be the one who drops the bombshell about um cat and Haley. Haley. Yeah. <laughs> maybe D- dimitri would be the one who drops that <laughs> bombshell between them maybe so before we wrap up shall we have a quick game Oh, Slater Family Values. Very exciting. So it's my turn to play. So I'll recap the rules. This is Slater Family Values. This is where you have to connect two characters from EastEnders, past or present, together in six steps, like six degrees of separation. This can be related between family, friendship, workplace... Or murder, or a crime, <laughs> or, you know, whatever <laughs> links those two goes. But it has to be done in six steps. Okay. So you have one minute, and the characters I want you to link are Charlie Slater. Okay, hang on, let me write these down. This is difficult. Charlie Slater, oh, so, Kat, so Kat's dad. <laughs> yes, I know Charlie to Slater. To Kim is. Fox slash Hubbard. Oh, Kim. Okay, so away we 
go. Right, so uh, Charlie Slater is the dad. I think you gave me a hint for this. Is the dad of Cat Slater. Right. So that's one step. Then um, Cat Slater is married to Alfie Moon. Let's try that. Two steps. <laughs> Alfie Moon looked after the Queen Vic for... Um, Oh, goodness. Peggy. Peggy Mitchell. Three right. steps. Peggy Mitchell is... 30 seconds. Peggy Mitchell is the mother of Phil Mitchell. Four steps. Yes. Goodness. Phil Mitchell did a heist mm. with Vincent. Five yep. steps. And Vincent is married or was married to, to Kim Fox slash Hubbard. Hubbard. Really? Yes. That was record time. 45 seconds. I'm getting I'm getting a bit of a groove on this game now. <laughs> like the first time, if anyone ever heard the first one, <laughs> I was, was just a I bumbling idiot. a really idiot. difficult one. So I got Charlie's cat's father, same as you. You, gave, you gave me the clue, you see. I know. I said, cat cleans the Vic for Mick, which is similar to you, you said Peggy and Please Mick. Mick was involved with the heist with Aiden. Aiden had Vincent kidnapped. Vincent is the father to Pearl. Pearl's mum is Kim. Fair enough. So I think quite similar again. Very similar. Great minds. Yeah, that's that's what um, Slater Family Values is all about. Lovely. Great. So oh, yeah. We managed to squeeze that in. Yes. So we are now doing the poll of the week. Yes, the poll of the week. Um, as always, every Sunday we pop up a poll. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. There I'm... may not be a poll this Sunday because we will be out of range. But oh, there yeah. will be one Monday, in the week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So yes, Ben's we're very quite committed. Right. We're, we're very committed. So we may not be able to put the poll up on Sunday, but on Monday uh, there will be a poll, um, and it's basically asking a question about the soap. Uh, the week we'll say coming. what city are we in, and we'll give four options. <laughs> <laughs> and a photo is a clue. <laughs> um, and so um, this week we uh, asked, other than shouting, what is the best way the Slaters could resolve their differences this week? Don't um, have an affair with Cat's husband. Well, quite. Well, that's that's just basically um, st- stopping the problem before it begins, <laughs> really, isn't it? You should. It's, uh, it's not the symptom; it's the cure, isn't it? Mm. So there was four it- uh, four options. It's uh, another Queen Vic riot because we did enjoy the last one. Yeah, a wrestling match. Boo. <laughs> Calmly over tea and cake. Which is which I Lovely. personally would like, just because I want cake, or a joust down Bridge Street <laughs> again, which I'd love to. I see. can imagine Shirley doing that, but maybe not the Slaters. Well, she could do it on um like a dog. I feel like you could see. Have you ever seen well, the film I'd... Labyrinth when they do mm. the guy? Anyway, so uh, I voted for a riot in the Vic. Did you? That's my personal. Favorite. Well, then you were right to. Well, if if. Pop- popular Was opinion. it one vote? <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. No. If pop- lots of votes. If a popular opinion is the right answer, then you are absolutely 100% correct because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually a shared top answer. Oh, was um, it? 38% for both another Queen Vic Riot and Calmly Over Tea and Coffee. The <laughs> Polo- yin and yang. Yeah, polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. This country really is divided. Yeah, this is like the new Brexit. <laughs> 4852. Well, we've never had a tie before. No, this is our first tie. Mm. Which mean, but it's a nice tie. That's what I mean. It's like yes. it's it's a ba- it's a quite a chaotic. They can have answer. a riot and then they can have the tea and cake after. That's a very British thing, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? That's the kind of British. It's like let's have a war, <laughs> and then we'll have a nice cup of tea yeah. afterward. Um, wrestling match came second at nineteen percent, um, and I'm quite disappointed that more people didn't vote for this. Joust down Bridge mm. Street because that's the one I wanted to happen. <laughs> I really was up for that. So yeah, six percent. Not in modern London. No. <laughs> well, what is modern London? You ben? have to do a um, medieval episode of eastenders eastenders in the past we're like eastenders in bloom 
medieval times yeah. EastEnders episode. Um, so yeah, there we go. So as I say, uh, look out on our Twitter at EastEnders Week, um, and there will be a poll this week. We just don't know when it will pop up, no. but uh, it, w- it will it will be there at some point. But yeah, and as always, if you have any uh, opinions or questions or want to just get in touch with us, we love yes. it when you get in touch with us because yes. you you we have read them out and we comment them during our topics and things. We, so yeah, we do. Um, it's, it's good, and we hopefully next week we'll be able to do that as well. Next week's a bit, might be a shorter show, we're not sure yet. Yeah, we're, we're back on Saturday. We're back Saturday lunchtime. So we have like half a day to watch four episodes. You've got to watch four episodes of EastEnders. Make a show, edit a show <laughs> and get it published. So we'll see what happens. But we love you guys so much, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're committed to not miss a yeah. week, Yeah, no matter what. We'd love your good luck and uh, wish us, wishing us a luck on Twitter. <laughs> So yeah, at EastEnders Week on Twitter. Email is eastendersweekly at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly. You can find us on Facebook. Just search EastEnders Weekly. Um, and as we say, we love your comments. We love when you... Because we tweet live. Again, this won't be happening this week. Oh, no. that's another thing. There won't be live tweets this week, I'm afraid. Mm. Although we've had quite an exciting tweet this week. My tweet has had like a lot of likes. Yes, and a Hayley liked it too. Yes, the actual actress. The, uh, no, Hayley. <laughs> Haley's real. Everyone on that program is real. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a reality show. It's not a soap. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, Katie Jarvis. Is Katie her Jarvis. Name. Yes, we love Katie Jarvis. She's a fan of ours, <laughs> which I'm a fan of her. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's all lovely. It's a mutual love between us all. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, we're really going off tangent yeah, here. I think we need to go. I, I think we're <laughs> on in holiday, holiday mode. Yeah, I <laughs> think we do too. So lovely. So um, that was us this week. And um, I just wanted to double check that you've checked your passport dates. What's the validity of a passport? Well, if it's run out within two months, you're not allowed to go. Oh, it looks like I'm hosting the show on my own tomorrow then. The theme to EastEnders Weekly was written and composed by Claxon. He can be found on SoundCloud under K-L-A-X-U-N. Thank you all for listening and if you'd like to subscribe and leave a review it would mean so much to us as it really helps the word get out that we're around. If you have any topics or discussion you want us to talk about you can email us at eastendersweekly at gmail.com or send us a tweet at eastendersweek. We do live tweeting to every episode of EastEnders so make sure you follow. See you soon.